You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the funniest podcast on the planet Earth. This is going to be a clusterfuck. This podcast has no rules. Talking to the mic, asshole. I'm sure I've already said, should I regret Can I get a microphone? No! They always try to keep it like a comic hang. I have a bunch of guys on. It's just us sitting down and yapping. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's intense. No topics. No directions. I love doing it. Don't play both sides of the coin. That's how the host does, you motherfucker. I wonder, do you think my podcast is popular enough where I might affect somebody's life? You never know. It's Robert Kelly's You Know What Do podcast on Riotcast.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Whoa, this is very exciting right now. (laughs) The voice you're hearing is not Robert Kelly. You know what, dude? You know what, dude? Robert Kelly is not here right now. I am comedian Pete Corielli. I'm here with comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. And this is a takeover of You Know What, Dude, the Robert Kelly podcast. Because you know what, dude? Robert Kelly is on a new Dennis Leary TV show, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ever does this cast again. He's too big for this, yeah. He's about to be too big, and that is a voice I'm sure you're all familiar with. Yes. Uh, Chris? It's Chris Scopo, yes, everyone knows. So, let me just say, Sebastian, say what's up to the people here. We're, we're raging yeah, out. no, this is, uh, got to thank uh, everybody for having us in here. This is totally a different setup than we're used to. Uh, Pete and I typically have a uh, podcast we do weekly called the Pete and Sebastian Show, and we do it via Skype. Now we are in a studio with eight chairs, the amount of wires going throughout the stu- There's cutouts of Kelly. I mean, we don't have any of this. Should, yeah. do, should we get some of this stuff? I, that's exactly before we started. I'm looking at all of the, the, the shows this. on yeah. Riotcast, and all of you have them all on a blanket. With their, like, symbol, you know? Like, everything from DePaulo's face, the Jersey Jerks or whatever, and uh, and we got nothing. <laughs> I, I do it from my home in upstate New York. Sebastian does it from L.A., and we combine them, and we do it once a week, and it's called the Pete and Sebastian Show. And uh, Robert's an old friend, and uh, we're both in town. Uh, Sebastian's playing at Gotham Comedy Club all week, two shows a night. Uh, it's all sold out. Uh <laughs> And, and, and Pete yeah. said bananas in in, uh, in New Jersey this week. It's so. still available. <laughs> <laughs> Until soon, baby. I got a new hour special coming out on Showtime, uh, probably in November, and that's going to turn the tables, and that's going to make me that's what blow up and get a blanket, baby. Uh, that's it. You'll be on the blanket after that. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's a pleasure to be here, man. And we're hoping we're hoping you guys hear us today, and you like what we do enough, and then maybe you'll start listening to our show. Chris, we want to thank you. We want to thank Robert Kelly. For allowing us to come here. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah. I didn't have much choice. Bobby just said, Pete and Sebastian. Dude, Pete and Sebastian doing a show. You're doing it Thursday. I was like, all right, we'll do it. And then he's like, who else do you want on it? Now yeah. I was like, uh, we'll just, uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> and we come in, now there's like 90 empty chairs, yeah. and we got nothing to say. <laughs> we didn't know there's so, so many empty chairs. But uh, yeah, we took the subway over here. I typically don't take the subway, and I got to thank Pete for kind of guiding me around that. And I smelled piss in the subway. I, I, I'm not tip, I'm not a typical New Yorker, so I don't know like the ins and outs of how this all works. You never uh, lived in New York, right? Never lived in New York. Yeah. Always visit. Don't take the subway. And I'm, I'm like, is, is that urine? And Pete's like, yeah, what, are you kidding me? People piss all the time down here. I'm like, oh, okay. You're lucky someone's dick wasn't out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I lived on the Upper East Side, 
uh, sometimes I would like go out uh, during the daytime, like I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write outside, and I'd go and I'd sit on a little bench on uh, right off the FDR Drive overlooking the East River. And one time I look up and there's this big black homeless guy and he's just jerking off, <laughs> like towards me, like coming towards me, just rubbing it. And I just move. <laughs> I didn't call anybody. <laughs> I didn't take a photo. It was just, you know. So I needed to get out of here myself. If you take the subway enough, you'll see a dick at least a month. At least dick one, a one, a, one dick a month. Is yeah, that the average. Yeah, and you'll see a, a homeless guy's ass a lot of the times because they'll just they'll just start peeing in the middle of the subway. Wow. Honestly, like, I've never seen it. Lived in New York City my whole life, never seen the guy jerking off in public. Really? Not once. Seen it in in, in India, not in the U.S. So how long have you lived? Did you grow up in India? Yes. Uh, no, I've just uh, been a couple times. And then, uh, really, I saw a trail of jizz in the morning. I was walking down the street in New Delhi. Uh-huh. Just saw a little pocket of jizz on the street. And uh, that was the closest. Is there any truth to that in certain parts of India, there's no toilet paper and people wipe their hands with their hands, so they only shake with their one hand? Uh, I think the, the one hand... He's not blowing it off. He's not blowing it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not, I mean, he's going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, oh, oh my God. So you've heard of this. Well, the one hand thing, I think that's more of a Muslim tradition. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of that. They don't. Sh- I think they yeah. wipe with their left. They shake with their right, or something like that. Why? But it has nothing to do with wiping their ass with the other hand. No, I think it is. Yeah, that I think it is the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. You know that? Do, do they wipe their their ass with? They one reserve hand and one shake? hand for wiping their ass. Do you always wipe? I think I shouldn't be like the goat. I'm not but, even Muslim. But, but, but yeah. you, all right, I don't want to sound too ignorant here, but we're, we're assuming they wiping their ass with toilet paper. But just the yes, fact that yes. that hand is being used to touch their ass, sure, yeah. they would never want that hand to touch another person's hand. It's a courtesy, yeah. It's like a sign of respect. Yeah. That's ironic, because I'm righty, so I actually <laughs> shake everybody's hand with the hand that I wipe my ass with. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never do it with my left hand. It's always my right. Right. So, what, do we got to switch that up now? I guess so, yeah. So, anyway, listen... Pete and I never typically talk face to face, so we're 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 definitely getting used to this whole face to face thing. And I gotta ask you, what what is on the um, your earphones? That's like a little carpet. You got like a little carpet on your earphone. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. They oh, they gave me a little. Oh nice. yeah, the little ear mics. Yeah. Little ear mics. Don't you have one? Do I got them? I think you. I don't think you do. Yeah. No. no. If you want, you can take someone else's earphones. No, 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 as nice as this place is, though, there's like I got sta- I got like a humming in my in my headphones, and the floor isn't level, and I'm on <laughs> wheels. So if I put my feet up, I yeah, roll in. That side does. Sh- uh, he rolls down this way. Yeah. It's to the left. Yeah, it comes down. We All used right. to have a ca- we used to have that couch was over there, and then people would just fall asleep half the time on the couch. You just sink right in. Yeah. So Bobby was like, "We need chairs in the room." Now everyone just rolls around. Moves around. Yeah. Uh, I got. I gotta ask you something yeah, in regards to. to and, but my mom listens to this. Oh, she's not going to listen to this. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I need an idea to get my mother a 70th birthday present. She's turning 70 July 2nd, and uh, I was going to get her a trip to Hawaii because she's never been to Hawaii before. I was about to suggest the crock pot. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a big one. I was 70. thinking of a pair of earrings, yeah, something like that. It's yeah. a big thing. All right, it's yeah, 70 we did years old. My mom said it, but we all chipped in. Okay. Right. Well, well, this is nice. Yeah, it's like on her bucket list. Okay. But she recently went, uh, traveled to Las Vegas to come see her perform, and she didn't like the plane ride. And she's like, listen, I ain't a big traveler. I'm never going to make it to Hawaii. So Hawaii's out. 
Now I got to kind of think of something else to get the lady. Right, right. And uh, I'm kind of hitting the speed bump here. Did she fly first class to Vegas? No. Why don't you fly first class to Hawaii? It's a totally it's different not, experience. First class coach, it's not a... It's the way the plane moves. It shakes. It screws up her equilibrium. Oh, oh. So she don't want to... She don't want to do it. What no. about a high, high, high-level cruise? We talked about that. She don't want to do that either because of the motion sickness. Okay. So traveling's out. Traveling Lisa. is out. Yeah. I had an idea at dinner with Lana. Maybe a car. A new car? New car. But what? What, what car could I get the woman? She's 70 years old. She's I'd get her like she's a Italian. Li- yeah, she's Italian. Cadillac, they love the Cadillac. Yeah, but she's not like that Italian. Okay, you know, she, I, I, she might maybe it's like a two seater, but I don't know what. Maybe one of those uh, the punch buggy ones, the new Volkswagen. What are those little? Oh, two, the bug. The bug, yeah. Yeah, nah, that ain't no. gonna work. She Convertible though. I don't know. Maybe. Does she like to drive? Yeah, yeah, I mean, not that she likes to drive, but uh, she needs a new car. What if he did something the opposite, just something so insane, like uh, just somehow hired, like, I mean, could you even afford, uh, I don't know if it's possible, Tony Bennett knocks on the door <laughs> and just sings one tune. What do you think Tony Bennett runs for a song? I don't think he would come and do a song, but for a concert? No, one song. You think he'd come and just sing one song the, if he's in L.A.? Well... Well, we're gonna we're gonna do a uh, a dinner for my mother on her birthday. Maybe at the restaurant. You think he would come to the restaurant? If Tony Bennett lived in L.A. and yeah. you had a limo picking him up, and it was less than twenty five minutes from where he lives okay. to the restaurant to sing one song yeah. for your mom, how much? Fifty grand. Fifty grand. Fifty grand. I'd say yeah, I at least fifty. Say, yeah. If, if, uh, listen, there's a country club on Long Island. I that. I was talking to the guy. They're so loaded. They offered Seinfeld 150 large to come and do 45 minutes. He said no. They offered Leno that. Leno wanted 200 and a private jet. And they said that's a little too much. But, like, that's the insanity we're dealing with. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. So, Tony Bennett, I but, mean. Well, maybe some earrings then. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, what did you get your mother for seven? Earrings? We all chipped in and we got her, uh, uh, um, uh, earrings or a necklace or something like that. And, and what was the reaction on that? Was she did she enjoy it? I mean, uh, you know, did she look at it and go, oh, "This is nice"? Or yeah, no. Did you get she, the reaction you wanted from the jewelry? <clears throat> I don't think there's anything you can get that's really going to cushion the blow of someone being seventy. You know, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, they're nice. I guess I'll enjoy them for another couple of months." <laughs> are you an only child? I uh, know my sister and I. You both so. chip in, or you have to one top each other. Well, uh, my sister is going to take care of the dinner, and I, me and my wife wanted to do something. Oh, if you nice bring Tony Bennett in for a song. I think gonna, Tony Bennett for a that's song gonna, is well, nice. She's going to forget the dinner and say, wow, <laughs> good that's, job. That's the thing, too. As you start to, like, you know, you, you're getting more and more popular financially, the, the pot grows. It's like, I remember reading once, like, when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were married, uh, they got they were interviewing Brad Pitt's brother, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it was great. We all got uh, troopers for Christmas. Like uh, Jen Aniston gave them all a trooper, like a car. Oh, okay. The, you know, and um, but she said it was uh, from the it was from all the siblings. But all the siblings are like, yeah, we can't afford a car. It's obviously from Aniston and Brad Pitt. Yeah. So like, 
You'll never, even with your sister, though, you'll always say it's from both of you, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's not like we're going to try and top one another. But, I mean, if you get somebody a car, are you now responsible for the insurance on that? Do you go... Does your mom already have a car? She has a car, but do you get somebody a car? You say, I'll just make the payments. You got the insurance? How's that yeah, work? If it's, it, if it's in your name, then you got to pay for the insurance. If it's in her name, would she have to pay for the insurance? Unless you give her well, money. It's a, it's in my name. It, the car would be in my name, so I'd have to insure the car, right? Is I, that part of the gift? I'd buy the car in full, which I'm sure you will. I'd put a bow on it. Pow! It's in your driveway. It's out of my hands. <laughs> you go register. Yeah. No, you got to get her old car taken away. Yeah. You got to get it registered in her name. You got to, you know, uh, she's going to pay the insurance. She's already paying car insurance. Yeah, it's just too much. Unless you get like a weekend car. You know, the like car you drive on the weekend. Yeah, she don't keep even the have, other one. She don't even have a place to store a second car. Speaking of cars, I was in AutoZone two days ago where I live online, and uh, I was next in line, and the guy's phone rings, and he answers it, and the guy starts asking him about some sort of battery, and he's explaining what battery it is, and I even have my daughter with me, and I do one of those like that, and the guy looks up. And he, and, he, and he like goes like this to say sorry. And I go, hang up on him. Make him wait. I was here first. I go, I go well, why don't you make him wait? I was here first. Put him on hold. And then literally the guy goes, I have to put you on hold, sir. There was someone online before you. And he puts that guy on hold. And then I needed help that required us to go walk through the store. And the whole time I'm going, I feel so bad that guy's on hold. <laughs> but I was next, man. And I made my fucking point. There's another thing out there. For you folks that don't normally listen to the Pete and Sebastian show, and right now you're probably saying, why would I? <laughs> I completely get that. We're out of our comfort zone right here. I'm literally holding myself. Look at his Chris. This is an away I'm game right now. You're playing an away game. Here. You got you to get simulated to the atmosphere. I'm playing yeah. an away game. Me and Sebastian are normally never even face-to-face. Sebastian also gets a little quieter when it's live uh, so I'm floating out here a little bit but we do talk about every day oh I'm done is there anybody <laughs> no, on the I know, I know the, the fucking chat I thing? know what you're saying though they, they'll, you'll be uh, asking for something they pick the phone up because there's only one of them in the whole store and then they gotta take 10 minutes talking to the guy on the phone it's so annoying you're just sitting there the whole time like what, what the fuck what about me and why do we sit there why am I wrong to just lean over and say I was next make that guy wait it's like he's cutting me via the phone yeah don't do that literally look over at the person and say I'm next put that guy on hold you learn from us man yeah no that's a, it's a learning process when it comes to uh, standing in line I, I don't know why people that call in get uh, ahead of the line just because they, 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 they call on the phone even like with children I told you about this today when my daughter says hi to another kid and the kid doesn't say hi back and the parent doesn't do anything about it. We have a unique opportunity here, Sebastian. We never go live. We never have the ability to, to, no. to give people advice on the mistakes that are being made. Do we have anyone on the line that we can actually communicate with? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to ask if the chat to... Uh, I'll call her if it'll kill a half hour. <laughs> you, got a call, you got a coloring book? I wanted, we wanted to do this with Robert Kelly and uh, ask him questions, and now he tells us we can do a takeover, and now we're sitting here like two peas in a pod. Now, listen, yeah. you're doing this stuff in front of your daughter. You think she's picking up on some of this going... Wow, my father's very aggressive. I mean, these are lessons your daughter's going to be picking up on. You want your daughter walking around like some maniac at Home Depot and AutoZone and and screaming at people? There was a boy crying two days ago in the park, and she went right up to him, looked him right in the eye, nose to nose, and said, What's wrong, boy? What's wrong, boy? That's what I want. Yes. 
communicate right now, Chris. Right? We know this show is a little sluggish. We admit yeah, that it happens. I, I mean, in other parts of the world, we'd be quiet about it and pretend everything's great. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's, ama- it's not. We're amazing. honest. Yes. It's all about yeah. honesty. Yeah. All right. I need a wedge for this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you want to move switch? over to that chair? Yeah. What's, this, no, what's you the can, problem? This is the you only can... comedic humor I got. Is the fact that the floor's not level. <laughs> <laughs> if the floor wasn't, it was. It's like when you're bombing. Just say you're bombing the whole time and try to get it back up to that. Oh, you ever do that when you're bombing and then you try to make a joke about bombing and even that doesn't get a laugh? No, yeah. Then you're fucked. That's yeah, it. That's when you know it's time. It's, to it's over. So who's on the line? We, uh, we have a couple of comments. Uh, some uh, Sokum was says a nice chair or furniture in favorite color is a must for age sixty plus. If you haven't already, do you have a chair at your house that you sit in? What do you mean, like a special chair? Yeah, like a lazy boy. Yeah, do you guys got that? Like, do, do you go to like the chair? When I have you go a love home? seat. A love seat. Yeah, but I don't like sit on it and then like think. Or something like that I just I'll sit and I honestly I don't even sit in the chair I use the futon That's attached to it And I eat off it Because I don't have like a I live in a little room So I don't have like a, a table Yeah So I just use that basically And eat Watch TV Right That's the only thing I use For the love seat You got a chair I got nothing at the house right now I got a couch What do you mean I got a You, you, you don't have a couch I have not Well we the, the, There's a remodel So we got we have no no couch, no chair, no nothing. So I'm last night uh, or last week, Lana and I ate dinner on the floor in our guest room, our guest bedroom. So that's where we're at right now. That's nice. That's like a 1980s romantic. Oh comedy. yeah, no, we put a towel down, like a little yeah. beach towel. We had a picnic in the bedroom. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, that's, that's nice. Don't have to worry about the outdoors. That's nice. It's romantic. Yeah. So uh, me and Lana. Really got uh, heated the other day with this whole remodel. We were FaceTiming. Yeah. And Lana lost her cool on FaceTime and threw the phone on the bed. So the FaceTime was just looking right at the, the sheets. And I don't know if you ever got in an argument where your wife or she's hot, but I went the opposite way and I went cool. Yeah. And there's really nothing they could do with that. It upsets some more. Oh, yeah. When you go like, hey, babe, whatever you want to do, you want to do that? Go right ahead. She didn't even know how to process <laughs> it. But were you the reason she threw the phone to yeah. the Yeah. But I was, I was just asking questions to her. And she got frustrated with my, you know, because she's like, we're going to have to move out of the house. And she's like... Yeah, you know that it's gonna get dusty, and we we gotta get a hotel room. I go, well, wh- where do you think we're gonna get the money for the hotel room? And right there, she went off, and then I just kept my calmness. She couldn't even process it. She had nothing but to come down to my level, but inside I was boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Because when she threw the phone, I wanted to go, oh, yeah? You want to throw the phone? But we came back down, and man, I highly recommend all guys out there, if your girl ever gets a little hot with you, go the opposite route, man. Yeah. It's yeah. really worth it. Because that's what she wanted you. She wanted you to get hot, so she hang the phone up, and that's the end of the conversation. Well, you know what? She doesn't like for me to get hot because I get hot psychotic, and then she starts questioning, what am I even doing with this guy? This guy's out of his mind, but then we go I'm telling you it worked. 
See, I get psychotic too, and Jackie will go, look at you, look at the Italian temple, look at what you're doing, you can't even... And that makes me more mad, because I do this, uh, I'll go like... Like, oh. I'll put my hands up, like, not that I'm going to hit her, just like I'm going to go, like, scream and yell, and then I'll just take a deep breath, but it's, like, really hard not to scream and yell. Yeah. And then she'll go, look at you, you can't even control, and that makes me more pissed. But when she gets pissed, and I do what you're doing, try to stay calm. Yeah. What are you saying, Chris? That makes her more pissed because then she's like, oh, what are you, cool guy now? Now you're cool uh, and you don't get hopped up? Don't don't get me all pissed off, Pete, and then you calm down and act like I'm getting crazy for no reason at all. You're the re- you know. Uh, so she calls you out on the calmness. Yeah. Because you're not acting psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. I like, an, I like saying, I have a girlfriend, I go, why are you yelling? When she's yelling, why are you yelling? There's no reason to yell right now. And then she can't handle that. She loses it. She's like, I'm yelling because you're you're getting me frustrated. I'm like, I'm not frustrated. You're frustrated. And she can't handle it. She hates it. Now, when you have a kid and then sometimes my wife's yelling, I'll go, look at your daughter. Look at your daughter. You're freaking her out. (laughs) Well, she's not freaking her out at all, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we hit a tipping point uh, last week when it, uh, for those of you that are just listening for for the first time, I've been going through this like construction at my house and it's caused some tension between me and my wife, Lana. So, uh, yeah, it hit a tipping point, and uh, I tell you what, it was great that we came out to New York City on Monday because we had to get out of that uh, that, that house. It's just killing us. Yeah. So uh, it's, being, it's good. Your whole house is under construction? Yeah, the whole thing. The, 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 they ripped the, the backyard apart. They ripped the, the, the kitchen, the living room. Our master bedroom is everything shot. We got one room that we're living in, and we're having picnics. Kitchen on the, is the worst because you can't even you can't, you can't cook, nothing, you can't do anything. Nothing. Did you know when you bought this place that you were going to do this much stuff, or all of a sudden you no. just start thinking, "Let's do this"? I thought the I, I thought it was ready to go. We bought the place. You've been there, yeah. I said, "This is it." Look good to me. Well, looks good to me. We'll put a, you know, a couple new toilet seats on and we'll move. Right, move right ahead. But my wife wanted to, uh, you know. Put her stamp on it. Were so. there problems in the house that you didn't realize? No, it was just like my wife is very creative. She's an artist, so she wants to put her stamp on the place, which I get. But now the project's gone from doing a couple of rooms to, you know, long as they're here, why don't we just knock out the master bath? And now, you know, they're going to look for tile and marble. I'm just a little bit more practical, and my, my wife is a little bit more, you know, why not? Why not? It's going to be a palace when it's done, though. Yeah, well, whenever yeah, that gets done. It's frustrations. It boils over. Oh, it's yeah. It's killing you. Yeah, so uh, it's good to get out. We're in New York City for a week. We went to a, a restaurant uh, called Blue Hill. There's a. Uh, did you watch that Chef's Table? It's my new documentary, by the way, on Netflix, my recommendation, called Chef's Table. And the, the guy uh, that they featured on the documentary, we went to his restaurant uh, a couple nights ago called Blue Hill. Everything is like from a, the farm. There's a farm about 35 minutes outside New York City called Blue Hill. And in the documentary, they describe how the food is, you know, kind of farm to table. You could taste the freshness. They brought out two radishes. Yeah. Have you ever had a radish? I love a good radish. I never had a... You never had a radish? I don't think, no. Oh, they're delicious. I'm telling you, growing up, I didn't like radishes, but they just bought two on, like, a stone. Yeah. Just took the radish. Slices them thin a little bit because they melt in your the mouth. Oh, you radish, no slice, nothing. Nice on the stalk. Oh yeah. So you ate the radish with the leaf. Yeah. I 
gotta go buy a bag of radishes now. <laughs> They're delicious. Oh my god! <laughs> How much was the radish at the place? Though? <laughs> $35. It was one of these places where the radish was what they call the uh, amuse-bouche, which is not on the, not what you order. It's kind of like a uh, kind of like a palate to wake up your palate. That's how they brought it out. This is going to wake up your palate. I said, I didn't even know it was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and did it ever wake it up? So good, man. They brought that before? Before they started in on, like, we okay. got, like, the tasting menu. So they brought out a couple radishes. and it's just, just to clean delicious. the palate, a little radish right out of the oh, gate. Oh, man, there's nothing like a radish to wake you up. Did you find this place or your wife did? Uh, we're a bit of foodies, so we like to kind of eat when we come to New York City. The, we went to Del Posto the first night, and uh, we had a, a salmonier with the wine. And we're always interested in how he dis- how do people describe wine when you taste it? Like, where do the adjectives come from? So I tasted the wine and I asked the guy, how would you describe it? He goes, well, it's approachable. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> the wine's approachable? Why? Are other wines, like, angry? I mean, what, the, what, what is approachable? He goes, well, you know, it's, it's, it's very uh, soothing as it goes down. He goes, let me ask you something. Are you salivating right now? After you drink the wine, are you salivating? Would you know if you were salivating or not? Like right now, are you salivating? Yeah, but I, I'm, but for other reasons. <laughs> I didn't just have a delicious wine. We're live and it's not going well. That's why I'm salivating. You know, you keep saying, you were saying that on the last show we did. It, yeah. It's not going well. When you say it's not going well, yeah. you're turning people off to the show. I know, I know. Right? Just you're keep right. it going. You're, you're right. You're, you're bringing the morale of the room down. I'm, I'm, I, am, I am. I am. I am. Talking you know? about how you keep sliding. Just deal with I the know. chair. I'm, I'm loving back. the radish talk. I'm I not going to lie. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play off the radish. You're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right, man. I'm over here describing radish on a stone. You are. You're and you're looking your at me like you're going to st- take a nap. No, I'm looking at you like, uh, you know, I haven't had a radish in a long time, and I don't know why that is. I like, too, how the guys, um, uh, have you ever gone delved into the mushroom world? Because I see a lot of these documentaries now about these guys that go out in the woods after it rains, and they cut all these mushrooms, and then they're selling them to these chefs for a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know too much about the mushrooms. I do know there's a thing on the... Uh, I think I saw it on A&E about truffles, where they go out and they, they have these dogs and they get these truffles. Yeah. And these truffles are so expensive, they deliver them to the restaurant in like an armored car where a guy gets out and he's got them handcuffed to a briefcase. It's like a whole business. And, and uh, Have you had truffles? Handcuffed to a... I've never seen that before. Oh, Jeez. yeah. Like a CIA yeah. thing. It's, it's, a big, it's a big deal. They come in. They need security. They're charging like a... You're right? Yeah, I did have a truffle <laughs> once at a really fancy restaurant, man. Yeah. What do you think is the most expensive food in the whole world? Truffles got to be up there. Right? They, go, they go for like tens of thousands of dollars yeah. sometimes. Right? What, about, what about like yeah. the, the meats, like the deer meat or reindeer meat? I've had Isn't reindeer in uh, in Finland. Yeah, and over there it's they're big over there. Yeah, and uh, I don't that know. Expensive? It was not that expensive, but uh, it, I had a bad reaction to it. It was not good for me. There's um, there's, um, there's some sort of uh, fish that the Chinese eat that's a real delicacy that you're not supposed to be killing, like shark, not shark fin, but something like that. 
that they eat. Is it like sushi? Do they put it in the sushi? No, they put it in a soup. And it's oh. like really, really rich people are eating it. And it's, uh... Is anyone Googling this shit? <laughs> I don't know. Is it- <laughs> on, our, on our show, Sebastian would now be Googling. This is what we do. We Can do Google, Google that shit. Google. Well, it's got to be truffles because anytime I go to a restaurant and they go, yeah, no, uh... We serve our pastas with truffles. Right away, that turns me off because God knows how much the truffle shavings on top of the pasta is going to cost. Right. Anytime I hear truffle, I go the other way. Why is that so expensive, man? Like because they're hard to find. But they're hard but, to find. But, they got to bring you, a dog out to find them. When you eat them. truffle, though, are you like, oh my god? Like, does a truffle taste better than a Hershey's chocolate kiss? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it has that type of effect. Where do they grow? They grow in the woods, or they grow in certain areas, like rainforest, or? I think they grow primarily, I want to say, in Italy and France, and they grow on... Uh, Rotten bark, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> really? trees, yeah. Yeah, they grow in, like, you can get them in the Adirondacks, you can get them in parts of the States, too, man. It's yeah. like these guys, like Sebastian was saying, when it's raining, they'll go in there and get a bunch of it and put it in a basket. And then these chefs, you know, you bring it to the chefs, and they love it, man. They buy that shit up. There's some root, too. There's another root that's really popular. What do we got? Anything? I, I can't Google it right now because we're using all our internet to broadcast this right now. So uh, yeah, it's, there's, we're there's, left to our own devices. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of stuff going on here, man. This is high they tech. Can't, they, the, 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 the amount of power that's coming out of this thing has shut down their Googling. <laughs> all well, right? Here's the thing. You know the websites that would have that kind of inf- that kind of information, like the most expensive foods, are all like these spammy websites that like they send so many ads on, like down your throat because that's the only reason that website exists. They feed you like a little bit of information, but they make you see like ten ads. Yeah, I got it. I to got get it. to each fact. Yeah. In the U.S., edible truffles are located in the forest of Oregon and Washington. In Europe, most truffles are collected in France and Italy. All right, there you have it. I mean, I had tr- truffle hunters in Italy are uh, in France are use pigs and mixed breeds of dogs to sniff them out. Damn, that's that's high tech. To find well, I tell you what, you know this this the the Robert Kelly podcast has now turned into the cooking channel. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it. we took we took a uh, you know what, dude, and we turned it into truffle shopping. Beautiful. How do we get on the blanket? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just haven't. I don't think I don't think Bobby updated the blanket recently. How many shows are on Riotcast now? I think like sixteen or fifteen. I'm not exactly sure how many are on the network. We Who's paying for all the stuff Bobby's got in here? When do we get sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> Pete's looking around the room going, are we missing out on ad dollars? Uh, yeah, I mean, look at these fantastic blankets, man. Well, that's, that's uh, Bonnie and looks nothing like Bonnie McFarlane. And then Rich looks perfect there. Yeah, I saw Rich the other night. He came uh, out. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while. Is are the tattoos new? I forgot to ask him. Has he always had tattoos on his arm? Yeah. yeah he's had tats for a long time. All right. Yeah, no. I, he came out the other night and... Uh, yeah, so what do we got going on with uh, with um, where you're at? With what? With the whole thing, uh, with the whole... Uh, oh, I, forgot, not- I, I forgot where... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot... I forgot we're live. We typically, sometimes when we do our show, we'll talk about stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to edit that out. Yeah, no, we'll can't. take a break. Nah, yeah, we'll take a break. <laughs> yeah, this whole going live, do we have anyone? 
Yeah, we have some comments, kind of like reactions to previous conversation topics. Uh, Sokum Wiz says, I'm just waiting for this calm-ass motherfucker to say he murdered the chef for burning his radishes. <clears throat> Mookie Phillips says, This is funny because it's so different from You Know What, Dude. It's good Sebastian is an original. I'm telling you. Yeah. This is good stuff. Stop, I stop. I People are interested in the radish speed. I, I didn't say a word, man. Dude, I'm, to- I'm, I'm totally saying. on board. I'm totally on board, man. We're doing chef talk. Uh, Brian Stanley says, all these ga- guys sound and look like the Wahlbergs. All right. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. This is why I don't do live. All right, what else you got? Uh, Mookie Phillips says, Sebastian calms me down like a nurse reading my ingredients to my chemo. I'm like Luna. Nesta over here. <laughs> I am putting people to sleep. In a good way. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. Oh, you listen to the show, you take a nap. <laughs> this is what we do on our cast. I mean, basically, we have topics and we talk and, uh, you know, and we go from there. And Yeah, my best friend in comedy is a huge fan of your show. He's always talking about it. Oh, yeah? Who's yeah. that? Uh, <laughs> Will Julian? Do you know him? No. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't. I don't. I don't think you know him anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look so uncomfortable right now. I mean, you don't. E- <laughs> it's in his head. It's, it's like, in his head right it's now. It's like yeah. I'm talking to another guy. Why? I don't know. You just you're sh- you're shifting. You're moving. I I don't know. I feel like you're out of your your element. I know we're listen. Relax. I'm totally in my element. Oh, uh, all yeah. right, all yeah. right. I haven't said the show is bad in like 20 minutes. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> you're, you're normally you're normally the driving force behind our show, and you've taken a back seat here. Yeah, I know. I don't have anything left to discuss right now. You, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like when we came in here, <laughs> if we were going to be interviewed. What an interview? What do you think? Interview that we got nothing new. I'm actually lying. I told Chris, I'm like, we got this, bro. We'll do everything. And now I'm sitting oh, yeah, going, got- I thought I was gonna get interviewed. What the fuck? We got notes. Um, yeah, what do yeah. we get into? You, I uh, let's get into one. Do uh, current events. We don't normally do that. I mean, uh, did you hear that the Putin was meeting with the Pope? And Putin made the Pope wait an hour. Did you know that? We're not talking about that. That's how fucking cool the po- uh, Putin is. Putin made the Pope wait in the lobby. He was meeting the Pope, and he was an hour late. Putin was. Yeah, the president of Russia was an hour late to meet the at Pope. At that point, at 40, 45 minutes, you got to walk away if you're the Pope. Don't you? Don't you? Don't I mean, disrespect me Do like you that. even call the Pope and be like, Father, I'm running late. Like, do you do any of that? Or do yeah, you probably send the guy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Was he, he meeting in in Italy or was he meeting in Russia? Uh, I think they were in. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd be I'd be guessing if I said where they were meeting. Yeah, because if it's if it's if it's hey, I'm in Russia and you're in, downstairs in the lobby, that's kind of a dick move. But if, hey, if you're running late, I mean, like I've been around people rushing to get ready. I'm like, what are you meeting the Pope? <laughs> what, what's the rush? Like, uh, 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 like we were running here. Because we, we, we were late. Right. We, we didn't want to be eight minutes late here for this show. So, you know, Putin just said, well, leave him. Leave him in the... I mean, well, listen, if it's in the Vatican, I'm sure the, the Pope's got stuff to do. And like, yeah, it's, just let me know when he gets there. But if you go, like he was saying, if you go to Russia and Putin's got the Pope just walking around back and forth with his hat on in the lobby. it's. But do you think either way, like Putin's handlers say... Uh, you know, you're an, hour meeting, you're an hour late for that meeting, or do you think there's a little bit of, dude, this is the Pope, man. We're late for the Pope. Or is it just another guy? I, well, think, I, I think Putin did it on purpose. The Pope? 
How mean, evil do you got to be to be late for the Pope? <laughs> I could see him doing that to Obama, right? I mean, hey, he goes by his rules. He don't give a fuck. I suppose. I suppose. Well, we got that in current events. <laughs> uh, the the two guys are still on the loose. I'm assuming. Oh, we have no updates. We can't even check online to see if the two men. Oh no, they. I mean, from, I'm, last night they were on. I watched Doug the Bounty Hunter on CNN talking about how he wants to go and try to get these guys. So if they were on the loose, still, I wish they weren't murderers, because I kind of want them to get away. That's oh, what he was. Saying. I was. I mean, he they murder like, people. If they were, if they like, you know. Breaking and entering. I'm like, yeah, go. I hope you never get caught. But yeah. the, uh, murderers, uh, I can't let them fucking go. I know, but I'm just, you know. The, hey, you kind of root for them, though. It's fun. It's exciting. I would love to know, like, what the guy said to Wu, the, the woman who works at the prison. Like, how charming do you have to be that literally through bars, there's bars, and you're like, you look nice today, baby. I haven't seen that sweater before. Is that new? <laughs> I mean, you're just working her and working her, right? I mean, you're working her. It's got to be years of working her. Yeah. Years of work. Yeah. And how does it finally get to, uh... Yeah, how, what God, is it? I wish I could get out of here and spend more time <laughs> with you. Just wish we could walk the beach. <laughs> oh, do you think that they fell in love and then uh, he said... She had to fall in love. Well, yeah, but do you think this was set up from the get-go? The guy goes, listen, I'm going to befriend the girl, and she's going to get us out of here? Or they start having a relationship, and he goes back to his cell and tells his buddy, I think this one's going to get us out of here. Oh, yeah. That one, man, right? Yeah, the second that one? one. I yeah. think that one, yeah. Yeah, well, you really think the only reason he tried to break out was for love? No! Gotta get to my baby! <laughs> yeah. I gotta get to my baby! No, man, he's playing it. Yeah, exactly, man. But didn't she... She was going to meet up with them and then didn't at one point? That's so what she, they say. She kind of, I mean, she's the one who broke it off. Yeah, but like, whatever, I'm out now. <laughs> oh, now, yeah, you don't give a fuck now. He's happy now. Yeah. I can't believe they can't find him. It's, you know, they have trackers on every, every cell phone. That yeah. They have, and they can't find these two guys. I wouldn't believe my dog. That's the thing. When the dog has a scent and the dog is pulling me... I, I just wouldn't believe it. I'd be like, where are you taking me, man? <laughs> right? Where do you think that? And then all of a sudden, you're two miles in, and the dog just takes a shit and sits there. Like, because it's got nothing. And yeah, I yeah, just yeah. wasted my time. And then it starts jerking me again. Like, you know? How do you know? Well, I, I think the dog's scent level is is almost comparable to a bear. A bear could s- do, what, seven miles? That's That's how... How keen a nose is on a bear? I don't know what it is on a dog. Um, Have they found anything? And any of like they picked clothes? it up. They picked it. Uh, I don't know if they found anything, but they picked up a scent trail. That's the last I heard. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, a few different times, man. A few different times, it's led them on. But like, so a dog could go like, like literally f- three or four miles out. It can smell all these different things and go. Wait no no I think I think I smell like in pinpoint I don't know man it's no amazing. they give him they give him a piece of clothing and and he smells the clothing and then that's what he's honed into well if they're smart wouldn't they just leave trails maybe a piece of their or clothes on like a, on a branch so hey the dog thinks he's going this way I'm really going that way yeah to try to throw him off that's what I would do or or in any movie I ever see they jump in the river and then that's it the scent is gone you can't trace the scent when the guy jumps into the river oh is the the, the river's like uh, that's where you need to go is that what the Shawshank one <laughs> yeah when he, jumps out of, when he gets out of the ship pile he's yeah. right into the river once they get to the river that's it man it's all done it's all done so he's in Costa Rica they're in Costa Rica right now yeah. with the uh, warden's money I don't know what would you do if you were on the lamb I'd go live in the woods somewhere where the, would you go the thing is 
The thing is, wherever you go, like let's say you go to some campsite all by yourself. The minute you're seen by one person, you're out in the middle of the woods hiding out. One dude just comes hiking through and sees you. And you're like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And then you're like, I know that motherfucker's going to go back and tell people I'm Yeah, you got to. I think they might have kidnapped somebody. And then just either they're still with them or they had to kill them. Because you can't can't let them go. You're going to go right to the cops. Yeah, exactly. So they got to. I think they might have kidnapped somebody. And then he'd take me, you know, down south or whatever. How long after they did they escape did they know? Like, was it like an hour? In the morning. The next morning when they Oh, so they had off. at least an eight-hour head yeah, start. Yeah, they, they had a head start. But if you saw these two guys walking in New York City, would you recognize them? No. If you saw a guy... I don't even look at people. Like, from my hotel here, I couldn't tell you who the hell I saw. Yeah. Do you even look at people? I don't even look at people. Well, I mean, living in New York, I'm always on the defense of people asking for money or asking for something. So I'm more of a man. Even someone approaches me, no, go away. As soon as that, so I wouldn't. I don't yeah, but you're not making eye contact no. with a lot of people on the sidewalk in New York City, are you? No. Okay, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Even, even if that guy could have walked right past me, I wouldn't know. He could walk. Not only that, he could ask me for a dollar. I could have just seen his picture on TV. Yeah. He could ask me for a dollar, and all I'd say to a friend is, "This bum looks just like the guy." <laughs> ask me for a dollar. <laughs> Who uses bum anymore? Oh my god, that's pretty outdated. By the way, I was watching the other day a movie. Uh, called The Angriest Man in Brooklyn with, with, with uh, Robin Williams. And again, Peter Dinkage is on it. Uh, the little person. Yeah. And he did something that was funny. And I said to my wife, you know, that midget's funny, man. He's really, he's a hell of an actor. <laughs> and she said that, that you can't use that word. Yeah. Okay. And which you know too, right? Mm-hmm. So we went online to see what's acceptable. Little people's acceptable. Dwarf is on the bubble. But I would think that's bad. I've heard that actually. Dwarf is more acceptable than midget. How which is, is that possible? I don't get I think that I have either, more yeah. of a problem with dwarf. And then I said to my wife, "Can you though say to somebody who's not a midget they're just short, like a friend of yours? Can you go, God, you're like a midget, you're so short, or because they're not really a midget? Is that offensive to call a short person a midget? Well, what what is the what is the height requirement? Uh, is it four foot and below considered a little person dwarf? I think to get a handicap, it's like four ten or below. You're like now you're handicapped. What a little person can park in the handicapped spaces? Yeah. Why? Oh, because to save that long I guess, journey. I mean, that walk is like that's like a mile to them. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sweating. So that that word is officially off the table in any capacity. You can't say that. It's with the, up there with the N word. Have you guys ever gotten in trouble? Have like a midget joke? And you say the midget, and then they people are like, "That's offensive. You can't say." No, that. I really don't do midget jokes, but I, I didn't know that you couldn't say a midget's a midget. I mean, I don't know. Is that naive? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, no. Somewhere along the line, it turned into a little person. But uh, yeah, I guess midget well, is a derogatory. Burr has a great bit about that. This is like his older CD. He goes, "What? When do we can't call them midgets anymore? They all want to be little people." He's like everyone. Everyone wants to hang out with a midget too. That's always the like the famous people always have like a midget in oh. their uh, in their group. That's yeah. funny. You, do you know any little people? No, I don't. Do you? Uh, no, but I was at a party once, and a little person walked in, and there was twelve people at the party. Um, and I don't know, it's just, if you're a little person and you walk into a party and there's like all grown people there. Um, well, you're grown too. What's that? 
you're still full grown as well. It's not like you're looking at them going, oh, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're a fully grown little person. Yes. Yeah, so they came to the party and, uh, you know, they, they, they behaved as if, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, they were dancing. It was like uh, they, they had no reservation. Uh, well, that's the way I watch people. I like how they're going to behave. No, no, but I know what you're saying. Cause like when I, I mean, I watched, if I was a little person, I walked in and there's like, 12 grown-ups there I, it, being the way I am in my personality and obviously I've never been a little person but I'd be you know I don't know this this person was dancing and yeah, having a ball yeah 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 right I yeah, mean it didn't, didn't bother them whatsoever <laughs> what the what <laughs> <laughs> well like when I'm watching Peter Dinkage I'm thinking the same thing like he's acting in the scene and he's just like, like uh, you know, yeah, sure, let's go. We'll go get lunch at 1230. And I look at my wife and I go, he's just so, like, normal about it. Yeah. So she's like, what is he supposed to say? I know I'm a little person and all, but let's get lunch at 1230. Yeah. He's like a real person. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, I guess you got to get over it. Just walk in and yeah, enjoy, enjoy the party. Yeah, get over it. Get over it. I mean, I'd be so self-conscious about it. I'd walk in and go, yeah, little person's here. <laughs> yeah, let's get yeah. that out of the way. Would you be the party starter? Like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make up for the fact that I'm a little person. Well, I don't know. This person was just definitely the party starter. He walked in and he was like, "This is great music," and he was dancing. I go, "This guy's fantastic." Well, that's the other thing too, man. There's that responsibility, you know. If he's like quiet, you'd be thinking, "He's so sad." <laughs> Because it is. Yeah. You know? He's, I mean, not, he's not letting his handicap get to him. Yeah, I told yeah. you, and I never put this on the air, but I was telling Sebastian's story once. Like, a couple of years ago, I did this awful movie, Some Guy Had Money, and just crazy scene where, in a, in a nutshell, I'm in an airplane, and a midget comes by on a, in a... I'm sorry, a little person <laughs> comes by in a parachute. It's crazy scene, right? But all day long, this guy, his name was Scott, he had to hang uh, on this big contraption, and when they'd yell action, they would swing him past me, and I would bite into a sandwich, and he'd take the sandwich from me. And in between takes, he'd be hanging way up here, dangling, you know, and we'd chat for a little while, and, like, once in a while, like, they were just about to do the scene. And, you know, when you film stuff, it takes forever to get the lighting just right, and they're just about to film the scene, and then he goes... This hurts. The harness is hurting me. I need to be let down. I need to be let down for a second, right? And he's like face to face with me. I'm on this plane and he's hanging. And if it was like you, Sebastian, I'd go, bro, hang in there. We're just like we can every day. We just get a film. Just hang in there. I know your crotch hurts. But when you're dealing with a little person, you're so respectful of what you're asking of them that yeah. you have to go get get him down. Everybody, get him down. <laughs> yeah, but in my head, I'm like, oh, now we're delayed two hours. Uh. Fuck, you know. But you got to be respectful. And it was like a long day, and you're trying to be very respectful of the guy. And then at the very end of the day, it was a Friday, and it was like 7.30 at night. And some of us were going to go get some beers. We were in Brooklyn. And he comes walking past, and he's wearing a black trench coat. And I go, Scott, hey, where you going? I thought we were going to go get some beers. Is he not coming? And he goes, nah, nah. And I get closer, and I notice an S. And I like, I go, what? what's that? And I look inside of his trench coat, and he's wearing a Superman costume under his trench coat. And there was a bar opening that night, a brand new bar opening in Brooklyn. And he, they hired a bunch of little people to dress as superheroes to be a, a mingle at the party and serve you know, hors d'oeuvres and, uh, and, uh, He's take, working, and take photos. He's working. Yeah, and like the life of a little person is just never done, man. And you got to do whatever gig comes your way. Like, uh, 
Like, uh, what was the Wall Street? You have to be on. My point is, you have to yeah, be yeah, on. You yeah. can't afford to not. You yeah. want to make a living as a little person? You got to be ready to sing "Follow the Yellow Brick Road" <laughs> at any goddamn moment, man. You know? In uh, the opening scene, Wolf of Wall Street, they throw in midgets into the bullseye. Little people, you mean? Little people, yes. <laughs> no, little people. Starts today, man. Yeah, all right. By the end of this show, people are going to be eating radishes and calling them little people. <laughs> so, uh, what were they doing? They were throwing Don't little people. Don't stop talking. <laughs> that was it, basically. They were just throwing little people at bullseyes. Oh, oh. And midget. they were betting on who could get who could get like closer yeah. to the bullseye. Little people tossing. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, I don't know any of them, though. No, I don't know any. There's a couple of comics in L.A. Um, yeah, I, I Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Yeah, there's a couple out there. I forget the other guy's name. I had a friend in high school that was seven foot one. That was pretty trippy in the other capacity. You played basketball with? Yeah, he didn't even want to play, but they made him play because he was tall. And, and and I was really into hoops, you know, and, like, I wanted our team to be good, so I'd bring him to my house. I had a hoop in my backyard, and I would take my broomstick, and my dad would feed him the ball, and then I'd guard him with the broomstick to try and give him, <laughs> you know, the idea in case he ever plays against someone else who's seven foot one. But, um, yeah, man, it was like uh, it's a tough way to live to be that tall. Well, I mean, two tall is not good. You know, seven foot one, you're expected to kind of get into some type of basketball. No, this guy had nothing to do with it. No, he didn't. I mean, no, he didn't really. So, what is he doing now? Is he yeah. like an accountant? He's, He's a like chef. A seven- He's a chef. He's a chef in a kitchen. Yeah, man. Oh man. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you're that tall, why don't I just try to ride it out basketball? Or you know, I'd be a pitcher in baseball because you're releasing the ball at 44 feet. How hard that's going to come in? Was it the taller, the better uh, on the mound? Well, yeah, because you're already like Randy Johnson when he played, he was six ten. Oh, he he right. was releasing the ball at like forty five feet, where normal pitchers release it at like forty eight. Oh, so that's three more feet of him holding the ball. Yeah, tall people uh, say they like being tall. I don't know, though, man. Not that I know this kid in my college. He was seven two. He played basketball. He was terrible. One of the worst players I've ever seen athletically. But again, but in college, when he would come into the party, everyone would be like, hey. Yeah, everyone would look up and be like, oh, fuck. This guy's yeah. huge. Oh, that is, is that you, Pete? Yeah. You, you bring up a good point here, though, and, and we talked about this early on. You know, the, 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 the little person having the, to get him down because you didn't know Right, be how respectful. Much, be respectful. And we had this incident where, well, we, I did, where I had a guy in my dressing room who was in a wheelchair. Remember the story? Yes. That we didn't air? Yeah. So I'm doing this gig, and there's this guy in my dressing room in a wheelchair. And uh, he kind of took over the dressing room. He, he just kind of just took it over. Not because he was in a wheelchair, just because he was that type of personality. And he wasn't on the show, and I felt that he needed to leave, but he was in a wheelchair, so I felt like he—I couldn't say anything. If you, if you ask him, you're a dick. I'm a dick. Yeah. But he was being a dick. Mm-hmm. So, right? Can 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 I tell a person you're gonna have to get the hell out of the the room because you're being an asshole? When does the handicap become, become too not much. a non-issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's yeah. what I was struggling with. Yeah. with this guy. That's a tough call, man. I mean, just a little side one. I was chatting with a guy at something once recently by where I live. This function, 
and he was in a wheelchair, and then I needed a flyer. And he goes, I can give you a flyer. And I go, that'd be great. I'm really interested in this. And he got up and grabbed me a flyer. And I went, what the? And he goes, oh, no, no, there's just no way to sit. So I grabbed the wheelchair. Right? And in my head, I'm like, I wouldn't even have been so nice to you. And quite frankly, I don't even want the fucking flyer. I just said I wanted the flyer because nice you're in the wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah. So, you know, but I think the answer is, you know, that there is no limit. That guy could be in there and be a dick. Somehow he got into your green room. The fact that he's in there, yeah. you can't kick a guy out in a wheelchair what was he doing in the green room though he just thought he was part of the group and uh, I mean I don't typically like anybody in the green room before I go on the show just because I'm you know kind of getting my head right but he was in there and I felt like I had to leave my own green so I was I, I, I had to set up shop somewhere else and get ready because I didn't want to say, "Hey, man, you need to you need to get the yeah, hell who knows? I mean, he could if you kick him out, he's like, "Oh, this guy's Sebastian, oh, a yeah, dickhead. Yeah, this, who the fuck yeah. this guy this is? You think he is? Isn't, that, isn't me it amazing out. though when you when you leave? You, is there any more of an indication that I don't want you in my green room than when I leave it? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too on the road. I leave my green room and everyone just stays in there. It's like, why do you think I'm leaving, man? Because I need to be alone. So if you guys would get out of there, I could go back in there. Yeah. They just go, oh, I guess Pete just likes to wander around. Yeah. like, the, And as soon as they leave, I walk back in. They're not picking up on that. <laughs> no, they come right back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. Get back in there. Yeah. Come on, man. No, but in life, when something goes really horrible and someone will sometimes even say to you, it could be worse. You know, you could be in a wheelchair or something like that. That's where this guy is at. So, no, there is no scenario I can think of where you can go, you, you can't kick him out. I you mean, if he's sitting there up. cursing and yelling, that's one thing. But if he's just being, like, a little abrasive. I feel like there's, like, people with handicaps. There's two, two ways. Like, either they don't, they'll, like, overcome it. You know, they'll do stuff to overcome it. Or they're just, they'll use it as a crutch yeah. for, for everything. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Every, oh, I'd be pissed. Too. I'd be cutting um, lines. Oh Why yeah, you yeah. Cut the line. I'm like, I don't know. Well, 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 because I got a wheel, guy. I'm definitely getting a parking pass. Oh. I said, I'm, I'm looking for parking is the worst. Oh god. Oh, right in front. Oh, all that stuff, uh, right? I know. It's crazy too. Uh, at my gym, there are guys who have handicapped parking, yet they go and work out. How much of a handicap do you fucking need to work out? They're well, they're running on the treadmill. Yeah, there's there's the, that's like, a huge scam right now. Everybody's getting those handicaps, and it's it makes me sick when people get the handicap. Really? They, they walk. See, that's taboo. I would never, even if I didn't, even if I got the free placket, I couldn't do it, man. Like I've seen people parking handicapped because somebody in their family is handicapped, but unless that person's with you, you don't get to park yeah, in the handicap. Yeah. yeah. No, that's uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've often bit my tongue a lot uh, in regards to... I mean, here, a guy came up to me last night, and he started doing magic um, <laughs> during the meet and greet. He came up to me after the show, and he goes, what do you think of this? He took out five $1 bills. He goes, one, two, three, four, five. He goes, what could you buy for $5? I go, I don't know. Socks? Okay. What could you buy with one, two, three, four, five? $500 bills. Gives me his card out of nowhere. He goes, here. Give this to somebody. I know you know people. What? Like, <laughs> I'm going to give the guy a magic gig? He's going to you know, be your new opener. He's doing magic in the middle of the meet and greet. <laughs> then he asked me to give my card to someone. Like, what the What am I going to do with that? I don't know, man. Oh, man, my God. You meet, these, you meet everybody in these meet and greet lines. One guy come up to me. He's like, hey, here you go. It's my car. I'm doing Brooklyn real estate. Look. 
Like I was gonna go, oh God, I was just looking in Brooklyn for <laughs> Like what the you know, I mean I mean I could see if you got a restaurant, you're inviting so like, yeah, come by and you know, taste my food, but like real estate in Brooklyn, it's so specific. Like yeah. wh- why would I it's true. Do you think yeah. they just want to feel important? I don't know what it is, but I've never given out a card. Even when I had a card, I don't have cards anymore. But I, you know, I, I was like the king of marketing, going uh, doing stand up. Like I had my flyers and yeah. whatnot. I had these cards that I made up that was like all lights. It looked like a running a nightclub. I had like nights uh, lights with people, and and even that I was like embarrassed to give out because. I don't know. I just I feel like when people give you the card, it's like I don't know. They tacky. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, yeah. here's my card. I, I didn't even ask. Well, so there's a coffee shop where I live, and they all put their cards on a table. So you know, if you have a business, you put your card there. But like that's another thing too. I've never walked in going, I need a painter. Oh, let me look at the cards yeah. and see if there's a, a painter here that I see the card and I go, I'll never call the guy. I'll never call the card at the, at the coffee shop that's in the that's on a bulletin. I don't do bulletin board yeah. ads no, either. You no. ever go to a bulletin oh, yeah, board yeah. and go uh, painter, and say, plumber, painter, plumber, maid looking for work. Yeah, hey, this yeah. sick, <laughs> right? <laughs> on a piece of paper pinned to a board, looking for work. Looking for work, man. My wife did that once. She hired a housekeeper off the thing. Off really? the thing at Whole Foods, they had a, like a pin board there, and she called the number. I go, what are you doing? You don't even. This is not legitimate. Well, do you, do you think you should have to go through a place proper that, channel service? Uh, a service where they vet them. Service yeah. vetting, not on a bulletin board. Have you put anything ever on a bulletin board ever for work for anything? Need help? No. Looking for? No. And then. And then they call you and they go, "Where'd you get? Where'd you get it? Oh, I got it off the bulletin board. Oh yeah, come on over. Never happened. There was a bulletin board where I lived in Manhattan in the lobby, and what I would do is put anonymous notes on the bulletin board about other people in the building. Damn, that's like three A. Get your stroller out of the hallway. It's a fire hazard. Yeah, you know and that kind of shit. And then when 3A would be reading it that happened one time I came downstairs and she was reading it and she was like did you see this and I do that I fake read it and I'm like who's got a problem oh, with the stroller it's atrocious it's <laughs> yeah. terrible who would do that who yeah. would do that yeah <laughs> I did that in the laundry room of my apartment once I, I wrote down uh, please please take your clothes out of the washer next time I left that in the thing the next day I came out of my door in my apartment on the door is a tampon on my door. They nailed it into my door and said, don't leave a note in the washing uh, area. Like, a, like, a, like what kind of psychotic is living in my apartment that they're nailing tampons to my door? How did they know it was your note? I don't know. That's what why, I'm trying to figure out. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> a tampon right on the door. With a note attached to the tampon. Don't write notes in the laundry room. But it's okay for you to... Did anyone, anyone see you? Because I don't know. Maybe they did. That's the only reason or or they knew. I don't know. I don't know how the hell that happened. Unless, I mean, unless it was just obvious it was you based on, like, what you had a problem with. I mean... Well, maybe because I wrote it on, like, an Italian pizza uh, <laughs> napkin or uh, maybe... <laughs> 
Maybe it was a giveaway. It's the Italian in 6A that's writing these notes. God damn, man. It's been a while with the laundry with other people now that I have my own. But, like, I had one time I was doing my laundry in New York City, and I I put my laundry in the wash, and then I went to get a cup of coffee, and I forgot my money, so I immediately went back to get my money out of my laundry bag, which I left in the laundry room, and there was a woman, like my age, totally normal lady, using my detergent. Ooh. She was dumping it in her thing, and it was so embarrassing because now we're both looking at each other, and it was awkward, and she gives me this look, and she goes... I'm sorry, I just ran out. And she did. She had some, but she had ran out. And she goes, I ran out, and I didn't want to run all the way up to the deli to, get to, to the store just to get more for one more load. And she does that like, like that. So I go, well, I guess I'll just have to go up that much sooner. You know? She didn't offer to pay you or something? Well, no. And then I walked back out with my wallet to go get coffee. And a little bit of me was like, yeah, maybe I wasn't so nice. you know. But I come back, and now we're on the same cycle because now I'm drying and she's drying. So it's like no one's talking because she stole from me earlier. And then she leaves for a little while and comes back. And I'm just about done folding my stuff. And she finishes folding her stuff before me. And right before she leaves, she looks back at me. And she slides over a king-size Snickers. And she goes, sorry about taking the detergent. Here's a little something to, for, for apologies. And she slides me to Snickers. And I go... Did you steal that too? <laughs> and then she le- and then she goes, uh, I tried. She goes, and she goes, I tried, and she leaves. And uh, I and I go, God, I was a dick. Yeah, no, you, I should have accepted you, you, yeah, that because I do. I've stolen the laundry. I've done that. I just don't get caught, man. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I should have forgave her, yeah, man. I mean, she gave you a Snicker bar. You got to forgive her. I know. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, that's a good line, though. What? That's a good line, though. That's that a good, that's yeah. a good, that's a good <laughs> line, like. <laughs> Be a dick, but uh, it's a good line to use. And you're use. only giving me the Snickers because you got caught. It's not like you would have slid it over. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know, but I stole your laundry. There's a little something. Did she have the Snickers already? Is there a vending machine where she got it? No, when she left, she went up to the deli. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, it, the theft she should have gave you a few bucks then. Yeah, I know. I've That's had a lot true. of things stolen in Manhattan. Bicycles, man. Just so much shit. I stole one time. This is only a few years ago. I was on my roof deck, and I saw somebody else had on their roof deck these two awesome chairs that you can put on your back, like a knapsack to take to the beach. Mm -hmm. And they were sitting up there, like abandoned. It wasn't even a hang area or anything. And I'm like, if they're there next week, I'm going to take them. So I took them, and I used them at the beach one day, and I really liked them and stuff. And the whole time I'm sitting there at the beach, I'm like, you don't steal. What are you, a loser? What are you doing? So I snuck back on their roof. And put them back. <laughs> I wonder if the guy was like, "They're back." <laughs> who, who has ever stolen and brought back? Right? Isn't How long it? did you have him for? He might not even realize that. Uh, one weekend, I used him for one weekend. I just felt awful about it, so I put him uh, back. He might have realized for a weekend. Yeah, I thought it was a couple hours or something went to Rockaway, and he came back. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny. gonna be a surprise. I mean, the guy goes up there and he goes, "Oh God, someone stole it," and then, then that, you know, four days later, he goes. Oh my God! It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. The guy had a conscience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That's funny shit. I've had, I had my car, um, the my driver's side um, mirror, stolen from me a couple of times around here. The mirror. Just the mirror. There's a thing that was going on. They just wanted to steal the mirrors. They would steal the mirror of my For car. For what? I have no idea. The first week I had my car, I got my mirror stolen. I was furious. Furious. 
Yeah, I had my CDs stolen out of my car once, and this is when, you know, there was no, like, uh, iCloud where you could back up anything. Like, the CD collection was oh, it. Oh, that's huge. And it was gone. All the music, gone. I used to have that thing where, you know, you just... To flip them, yeah, flip yeah, yeah. And three, and just you flip them. All my Michael Jackson, gone. Oh, terrible. Man. I had the box set. I had a bicycle one time locked up to a parking meter out in front. I used to live on 2nd Avenue, and I was drunk. And I'm, I look out on my, my, my brother was living with me. We look out on our balcony, and there was a guy. It had to be like 3 in the morning. And the way I locked up the bike, if you jiggled it enough, you could just pull the chain over the head of the meter and take the whole bike. Oh, jeez. You know? So we were throwing empty beer cans at him, telling him to get the hell out of there. And then, and he did, but I was so drunk that I just went to bed. Like like, and then he just came back and took it later. <laughs> you know? So in the morning it was gone, man. Yeah, it's gonna be here. Don't worry about it. One time I locked up my bike, uh, and they and they took uh, they took my my wheels and they took my brakes and they took my seat. Like they just anything that wasn't locked up yeah. they took. So by the time I was done living in the city. The, the size of the lock you would have to drive ride around on your bike with to lock up it just became not even worth it man do you, you when you were living in the city you drove a lot on your bike you said yeah i used to do it i was telling yeah. sebastian i'd hold on to the side of the buses and shit sometimes uh-huh. to make time going up hills man i did all that crazy shit that's that's i wouldn't do that shit not anymore i wouldn't oh. yeah man I just, who knows if fucking someone's gonna some cab's gonna hit you i saw one time a guy a delivery guy on his bike got cut off by a cab and went over the hood of the cab, right? But he, one of those where he slid over the hood, and he was fine, and he just got up. And these kind of guys, these bikers, they wear their thick chains, their bike chains around their shoulder and their neck like here. So when they get off, they can just quick chain it up. He gets up, pulls that off, goes like this with it, smashes the back windshield, puts it back on, and he's gone. <laughs> and then the cab, he's just looking out the window, yelling, but the guy's going in the opposite uh, direction in traffic. There's nothing you can do, man. That's the worst. My dad got broke his collarbone. He was uh, crossing the street, and a delivery guy on a bike, one of those motorized bikes, comes and hits him, knocks him down, and he breaks his collarbone. Jeez. Yeah, no, that's, crazy. that's been nuts. happening a lot. I mean, Lana and I, we were talking about this earlier, rented a bike. My wife and I to go around New York City, and it's there's no rules. There's a bike lane, but people are walking in the bike lane. There's skateboarders going through the city in the middle of the traffic. Then these people have these. It's like the new Segway, but it's like a wheel, and they put their feet on the wheel, and then they just go. There's no like. Uh, it's almost like they're. Have you seen these no, things? No, no, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, I've seen them. It's a, what, what are they called? I'm, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a, I think it's a prototype that's kind of going around. It's not official yet, but uh, some people yeah, have it. It's just, yeah. just like they, it's, they mo- crew- it's motorized. It's motorized. It's yeah. a wheel, and it's almost like a big uh, roller blade, and people are going around the around the city like that. And you put your feet on either side yeah. of this big wheel, and you just lean forward and you go. It's like a it's like a motorized. I can't even describe what the hell that it is. Sounds like a seventieth birthday present to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I'm telling you right there, there man. You go. Could be. Yeah. Could be. So that's funny. So that's that. That's that. Well, if you liked what you heard today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's been no. It's this is you know we don't normally go live. It's slow, but fun. it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was I had a fucking great time. It is. Yeah. We, should we keep going? It's up to you. We did an hour six so far. Do we have anyone else uh, commenting? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me just give me a second. All right. Um, Sokum Wiz says, uh, 
they call it uh, dwarf, the, the term dwarfism is allowed because it's a medical condition, and that's why it's acceptable. Ah, there you go. There we go. Oh, that's all right. it. We're getting people googling that. Yep. A uh, real true Jonas fan says, "Hey Pete, it's Catherine from New Year's. I'm watching and wanted to say hi." Ah, oh, very nice. Hey Catherine, yeah, she's a sweetheart, man. Real nice fan. You sure? Isn't that one of those people in the line? That's what? crazy. Magic like the meet and greet. Magic just people. Say. Yeah, like <laughs> I, my, my dad has one of his closest friends has a son that is uh, into magic, and like I, you know, a few years back the kid was like, he's got to be in his twenties now, but back then he was like ten years old, and we had a family function, and he, you know, he's like, I'm going to do some magic tricks and stuff. Now I don't know about you, but you're you're weird. If you're into magic, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, isn't that right away? Like, like I'm, I'm not even watching the magic. I'm just like, look at you. <laughs> I think at you're, that age, you're, you're more like, wand. you're more nerdy. You got no friends, really. So like, I'm going to play with magic. That'd be my friend. Yeah. And then you grow up into that atmosphere. Yeah, like Jeff Dunham, you know, the ventriloquist star. Since, since fourth grade, he would, every photo for the school photo, he would do with his doll and him. All the way up through high school. Even oh. senior year, his doll was in the photo with him. Wow. So, that's weird. That's so that's weird. weird. I mean, you, you, if you didn't end up as big of a star as you are, then you would just be that guy. Everyone would go, dude, when I was growing up, there was this fucking wacko <laughs> that would do it with his dolls, right? Yeah, like Copperfield. He's a multimillionaire, but if he never got to that level, right, he's yeah. some fucking weird on a trailer, he's probably. He's so sexy and women love him, right? But like, if he didn't hit just like that, uh, you know, yeah, he's playing, he'd just be the weird guy. He's playing like the showrooms in, in like fucking casinos, doing magic up to come up to people. That's like a weird thing. Yeah. People do that. W- w- yeah, what do you do if you don't make it in magic? Uh, like, w- if you're doing magic and you're a comedian, I'm sorry, if you're a stand up and you're a comedian and you ne- kind of never hit, you always could kind of do the stand up in clubs. But as like a. a a guy who's doing large scale magic tricks. Yeah. What, what, what's the? What's, I don't, I don't think you can get plan? to. I don't think you can get to that large scale magic tricks. It's got to be a lot of sleight of hand stuff. Well, what is it like as far as just a significant other in your life? Like when I've had moments where I'm on the edge of the bed and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, my wife would be like. Well, you got that Letterman thing coming up, or don't forget, you know, you're working on your new hour. There was always hope. There was always something. I'm a magic guy, and I'm looking at my wife going, it's just nothing's happening. Where's she going to go? Well, you got the new card thing you do with the, with the twos. That's going to blow up, probably. And what about the, you know, the rabbit? No one does that rabbit like that. I mean. Yeah, but like, what's the, yeah, what's the break a magic guy is looking for? And then if he don't make that break, like you said, is he walking around parties now going, hey, you know. Take a look at this. I mean, what, where, where do you go with that? I don't know. There was a documentary on Netflix about like young magicians. Like they started like thirteen, and then they go to this like special school, and they develop their magic through the school, and they then they become world class magicians. But that's the only thing I've heard of it. But I've like I've done like we've joked about this on our cast. Like I've done this Norwegian getaway, big fancy cruise ship. Uh, you know, doing stand up on there. The accommodations for the performer are great and all that. And there's a magician who does a show every night. And as great as the money was and the setup was as a comedian, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm on a fucking cruise ship right now. What the (laughs) fuck? But the magician was like, this is great. I made it. I made it. Uh, So so like a cruise ship is like one of the uh, is like NBC deal. 
Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> yes. You know, for a comic, you get a cruise ship and you go, oh my God, I hope no one from none of the comics from <laughs> yeah. New York City find out I was on their goddamn blah, blah, blah. But in the magic world, yeah, it's like I you. guess, yeah. Because, I mean, everyone, every kids love magic, so you're always going to have, I mean, on a cruise ship, there's a lot of kids. So they're gonna love you. Yeah, and this was a they're big, love you. big, big, heavy set guy with a long goatee, and he'd paint his fingernails black. And then every night he'd do his magic, and then he'd be on the boat drinking with all the passengers loved him. And then whenever we go to uh, Saint Martin, there was a, 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 a prostitute there because it's legal named Candy, and he would get a rub down and sex from her once a week. And then when we go to Nassau, that's where he'd get his sushi. And he lived on the boat for like eight, nine months at a time. And he just loved it. It was just uh, no family, no connections, just doing my magic out at sea. <laughs> right? What a magical way to live, man. Aren't you yeah. envious of that, though? A They're little bit. so happy doing this. And when we do stand-up, you do a show, you're like, I fucking hate myself. This yeah. This is the worst. What am I doing? I but know. they're so happy fucking on a cruise ship. God damn, I'm doing one hits of pot looking at my cruise ship <laughs> in St. Martin going, I can't believe I got to get back on that goddamn thing and do more jokes. And he's just embracing it. He's walking through St. Martin going... I can't believe I have a whole day to myself for free. I, I do this for a living. <laughs> God, it's a different world. He's getting back in the boat. I got to do magic now. I know. Uh, I know. But after the certain tricks, though, wouldn't like, don't you have a joke? And after a while, you're like, I, I don't want to do this joke that much anymore. I mean, after you do the the rabbit out of the hat, how many times could you make I know. it? Exciting. I yeah. know. Do you do you start finding yourself going to the Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, you know, you're not selling yeah. it, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have a new one, right? Why even do tada? Come up with your own. Come up with your own, right? And after every trick, maybe I go, and that's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, you gotta mix it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you got anything no, else no. you want to add? Plug your shows uh, this weekend. Yeah, I'll be playing at Bananas and uh, in Hasbrook Heights. Uh, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. And, you know, go to PeteCorielli.com. Find out where I'll be playing and what's going on. And me and Sebastian do this show. The Pete and Sebastian show uh, comes out usually every Friday. Every Friday, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. SebastianLive.com for uh, show dates and... And what's going on? And uh, we'd like to thank everybody for having us on the show. We had a great time. And, yeah, this was uh, great. Thanks for coming in. Thanks no, for coming man. Thanks a lot, guys. It was a lot of fun. Just, it was a little adjustment at first. but uh, Real fast. I'm just read Bobby's dates real quick. Uh, June 27th, Treehouse in Sports Haven, uh, New Haven. And then July 16th, 17th, 18th, he's at the Gotham Comedy Club. July 24th and 25th at the Comedy Cove in Springfield, New Jersey. So go to robertkellylive.com for all his dates. Beautiful. Man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Robert on. Kelly, for letting us take over your show, brother. And doesn't his show come out this week? The Sunday, Sunday night. Oh, oh. No, oh, the uh, yeah. Sex Drugs and Rock and Roll? Yeah. No, it's July 16th. July 16th. All right. All June. this stuff is coming out now, though. They're showing some like little clips here and there, so everyone's starting to get excited. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Cool. Sounds a good show. All right. Good hanging. Thanks for having us. Thank take you, care. guys. You've been listening to the YKWD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty, shitty jobs. Check out riotcast.com for all of the best podcasts on the internet. And they're all free. And they're all free.